Hello everyone, I'm Joseph Z, this is Heather Z, and we are sitting in today for Ashley and Carly on the Abundant Life TV program, and we're gonna be talking about the anger of Satan. I know this is gonna bless you. Why live a normal life when you could be living the abundant life? Welcome to the Abundant Life program with Ashley and Carly Terradez. Well, welcome everyone to Abundant Life. I'm Joseph Z. And I'm Heather Z. And we are sitting in today hosting Abundant Life for Ashley and Carly. And we're going to be talking about the anger of Satan. And I know this is going to really bless you today. I believe this is going to be a great topic for a lot of people. Yes. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize their value. Yeah, that is a, that is quite a big thing today. You know, a lot of people, um, they place value on uh, behavior modification or they place it on just becoming a better person versus really knowing their value yes. in, in Jesus. So I yeah, agree. Yes, true. You know, we titled this program, The Anger of Satan. Yeah. And a lot of people would say, anger of Satan, what do you mean? Why are you talking about Satan? Why is he so furious? What's mm -hmm. this about? And the truth is when you start to understand what it's about, it's actually because of your value. Yeah. That's true. Right? Yeah, it is. It's about your value and it's it's a lost art today knowing your value in Jesus. Absolutely. So it started out in the beginning. We realized this, that Adam was in the garden with uh, in God in the cool of the day. Things yes. begin to happen. And what we realize is actually Satan through that process took mankind hostage. That's right. Now, if people start to understand who the devil is or what this is all about, you know, we realize the devil's less than zero. Yeah. He's nothing. <laughs> but what you have to realize is that he is someone that actually came and deceived and tricked Adam and Eve into giving them his authority. That's right. And that's the whole process we're talking about today. So what a lot of people don't realize is the devil is furious with them. Yes. He's angry. Yeah. But he actually has a, another thing coming when he realizes he runs into the body of Christ. But here's something we want to talk about. Why is the devil angry? I think we discovered this in Psalm chapter eight. Yes. Psalm chapter eight. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good one right there. Psalm chapter eight talks about, um, that he made us a little lower than angels. What is a man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him yeah. for you have made him a little lower than angels. And yeah. You recognize that Yeah, a little lower than angels. Now yeah. we know this. And if people have read the word or the students of the word, you'll yeah. realize that the word angels there is actually a Hebrew word. Mm. And the Hebrew word for angels there is Elohim. Yeah. It's Elohim. It's strong. Yeah, it's strong. And when you recognize Elohim, Elohim is actually the first five books of the Bible. They use the word Elohim to describe God. And what you have to, and what you have to understand is when you start looking at this, can you imagine the translators finding that word in the, in the Hebrew? I'm sure it freaked them out. I'm sure it did too. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're in Psalm chapter eight, they're going through it and they come to this word and they say, what is man that you're mindful of him? You're a little bit lower than God, a little bit lower than God. Now let's talk about that and what that really means. It goes on to say in Psalm chapter eight, verse five, you've made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. When you read this, it gives you a cosmic authority chain or a universal chain of authority, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you realize the chain of authority in the universe is God, man, angels, pond scum, yes. demons, Yes. right? Yeah. So when you begin to realize that, you say, well, where do you get that from? Well, we'll show you in a moment. But yeah. 
that's powerful. It is powerful. That's a powerful understanding. Yeah. So let's jump into this just a little bit further here. We realize that when you suddenly get the revelation that you are made a little lower than God, we are not lower than angels. We are not just these uh, human beings that are on the earth and we have no value. You realize God placed value on us just below himself. Yeah. And that's a powerful, again, talking about your value, knowing your value, mm. understanding your value. This is just scratching the surface, the chain, if you will, of scratching the surface of where your value really lies. Well, it really is. Think about that. God sent his son to die for us. Wow. And that's powerful. Mm -hmm. if, if anyone is ever wondering about their value, their value, they should ask themselves the question, would I send my son to die for someone? Yeah. That's as a parent, that would, yeah. <laughs> that's a real question. That's a real question, <laughs> but that should show your value. So when you realize you're made in his image and likeness and you're under that, you know, first Corinthians chapter six, verses two through three, mm -hmm. this is Paul talking and he's saying here, do you not know that you shall judge angels? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. You shall judge angels. Mm -hmm. You know what? Again, I believe that shows us our value. Yeah. I believe it shows us that we're going to have such value that in the end, I don't know that it's angelic, heavenly, obedient angels we're going to be judging. I believe we will be judging, participating in judging fallen angels. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's powerful. That's a, that's an excellent position to be in. <laughs> and the devil knows it. Yeah. I think that's why he hates us so bad. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, I'm sure he's not quite thrilled about that, knowing where our position lies. And he does everything he can to keep us from understanding where we stand in position with the Lord. Yeah. Think about that. So, so a narrative that we've talked about, you and I've talked about this a lot, yeah. but a narrative, and I know this is one of the favorite things that we teach on together sometimes. Oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in a Job, the book of Job, you get kind of an insider view, mm -hmm. like a behind the scene view of what's taking place, an inside view of what's taking place about some of these things. And, um, <laughs> and you begin to recognize that there's actually a cosmic battle that's going on yeah. and the veil gets pulled back yeah. that Job begins to recognize. Mm -hmm. And the veil is this, you realize this, if you go with me into Job chapter four and verse 12, yes. you'll begin to see something. Do you remember the story of Job where he's there and the devil uh, presents himself before the sons of God with God? And now I thought, I thought the devil was thrown out of heaven. Mm. I thought he was cast out. Mm -hmm. But here we see in Job chapter one that the, the devil appears before God with the sons of God. And in this process, mm -hmm. you begin to recognize that here he is. And you ask the question, why? Mm -hmm. How in the world was the devil able to appear before God after he was cast out of heaven? Yeah. Well, the answer is simple and very simple because of time. We recognize that the devil was there in Job's, or I should say rather Adam's authority. Mm -hmm. He's standing in Adam's authority. So he's presenting himself before God. He's saying, and the Lord says, where have you been? He said, I've been walking around the earth looking for uh, something to do to and fro, just wandering around the earth. And the Lord said something peculiar. Have you considered my servant Job? And summarizing the whole narrative, you realize he says, look, all he has is in your hands. Mm -hmm. All he has is in your hands. Now, what you have to realize is I believe, mm -hmm. now Heather, I believe mm -hmm. that God was showing the devil or not showing him, but literally knew something the devil didn't know. The devil gained more than maybe he knew he did by getting hold of Adam and Adam's authority. Yeah. So he's standing in this place. And what ends up happening is this. We realize that the devil's cut loose on Job. He does all these things. He can't kill him. Right. He can't kill him. Mm -mm. And the reason he can't kill him is because life and death is in the power of Job's mouth. Yes. And when you get down to the process, all of a sudden you recognize something about this you realize that there's a moment that Job had three friends. Mm 
Yeah, three, right? not like the four friends that you want lowering you through a roof, four, three f crazy friends. Yeah, your crazy friends that lower you through the roof? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got some of them. We have some of those kind of friends. <laughs> but you recognize, though, that you have this process unfolding in this circumstance. Yes. And what's happening is, is there's these three guys that come and it's like, you know, you got your word of faith guy, you got a grace <laughs> preacher and maybe a Presbyterian. I don't know. Yeah, sounds <laughs> good. I like it. <laughs> and the three of them are there. Now, listen. In this process, there was one of the three friends and his name was Eliphaz. Mm. Eliphaz has an encounter that begins to give us particular insight into a circumstance that I believe was going on that began to give us a particular view of this. Yeah. Now in Job chapter four, very quickly, I'll give this to you very quickly. Eliphaz was one of the three. Eliphaz was this young man. He said, now a word was secretly brought to me. I'm in verse 12 of Job chapter four. Yeah. Now a word was secretly brought to me and my ear received a whisper of it. Verse 13, in disquieting thoughts from the visions of the night when deep sleep falls on men. Verse 14, fear came upon me and trembling. Why is it I was at nighttime? The enemy tries to come bring fear and trembling to people. Oh, because he's terrible. <laughs> Which <laughs> Short made, version. Yeah, there you go. Short version. Which <laughs> terrible. He is terrible. Which made all my bones shake. Verse 15, then a spirit passed before my face. The hair on my body stood up, mm. but it stood still, but I could not discern its appearance. Now it jumps down to verse 17 and this same voice, this entity Eliphaz is encountering says, can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? I think that's quite a teaching in itself that question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Verse 18, if he puts no trust in his servants, if he charges his angels with error, his angels with error, how much more are those who dwell in houses of clay? And what we're beginning to see here is a glimpse of something. Yeah. We're beginning to see a glimpse. And the glimpse is mm -hmm. that the devil, I believe, mm -hmm. was walking around the scenario where Job was mm -hmm. and his three friends. Yes. And you begin to recognize Eliphaz stepped into a rhetorical conversation where the devil was talking out loud to himself mm -hmm. and walking around. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about mankind in relation to Job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you see the disdain, look at the tone of that verse. Yeah. Look at the tone of Satan mm -hmm. in that verse. Yeah. He's saying if he charges his angels with error. Yeah. He said basically, and goes on to describe how weak and fruitless and useless men are in his yeah. view. Talks about how fragile they are. And yet his angels are being charged with error. Yeah. Yeah. Talk they, about hostility. Very hostile. You can see the anger there. Mm -hmm. Now, what I want to do is I want to give the answer to why. Why would he be so angry? Where did this hostility come from? I believe very quickly, if we look at Job chapter 38, verse seven, we get a glimpse into this. Of course, Job 38 is the narrative where God, the father is giving Job a science lesson. Yes. He's given Job a science lesson, basically <laughs> saying, Hey, do you know where the hail is stored? Do you know where the water is? Yes. Do you know what's going on? And Job's like, oh, I don't know. I'm stupid. God, you're pretty much that. <laughs> right. So Job 38, verse seven, you just recognize in this verse, in the creation narrative or in the narrative of of the unseen. You realize in verse seven, it says, when the morning stars yes. sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Why were they shouting? I cannot imagine. I, I, I think I would liken it to having children, giving them. I remember when we gave our daughter ice cream for the first time <laughs> <laughs> and it was exciting to see the reaction yeah. of something new, something like, ah, well, imagine this. Yeah. Imagine that God is saying, <laughs> boys, come on out here. 
yeah. takes all the angels yeah. and all the angels follow God the Father. They walk out into the void of darkness mm. and in the darkness, God didn't walk out into darkness. So Heather, we know this. God yeah. didn't walk out into darkness and say, uh, whoa, it's dark out here. Yes. It's dark outside. Right. God didn't do that. Right. God walked into darkness and said, let there be light. Mm. He said, light be. And when that began to happen, something began to explode into the cosmos. Light, light began to explode. And I believe this began the narrative of the sons of God shouting for joy. They were shouting for joy. And you begin to recognize this as it says, they came together, they're shouting for joy. And all of a sudden, I think the narrative goes like this. This is how I view it. Okay. I believe this. I believe that God did that. And then he, they said, God, you're amazing. And the angels began to shout and, and jump about. I believe then God said, wait, I'm going to show you more. Mm -hmm. And I think he went from there and began to spray the stars mm -hmm. into the cosmos. Right. Mm -hmm. And the angels went, oh, God, you're awesome. You're amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I believe he went from there and said, well, wait, there's more. And I think he pulled them into a smaller solar system or our neighborhood of planets. Yeah. And I believe in that place, ladies and gentlemen, I believe God began to form the sun. I believe he get, began to form all of our, our recent planets that are close to Earth and all these things. The moon, Saturn, Jupiter, Venus, all these things put rings on some and did it. I believe the angels said, you are awesome. And then God from there said, but wait, behind his back pulled something out. And as he pulled this thing from behind his back, he was holding a little blue globe. <laughs> And he began to look at this blue globe and the angels went, oh, what's that, God? <laughs> He's like, watch, just watch. And he put it on an axis, began it spinning and began to look at it. And through that process, God said, this is a masterpiece. And they said, you're awesome. And then like Google Maps, imagine they <laughs> zoom down to the earth and they're yeah. standing on the, the surface of the earth and he, to the left and the right. He's shooting out uh, swimming animals in the ocean. Yeah. Creatures are running across literally the landscape, right? I can only imagine can the imagine? shouting going. <laughs> and the angels are losing it. Yeah. But in this process, I believe that's when Lucifer's attention was caught mm -hmm. and Lucifer comes down because I believe he's looking at what's taking place. Mm -hmm. It's saying there's a lot of activity going on. He's part of the worship in heaven, all these things. Mm -hmm. And Lucifer, I believe his attention was captivated by what was happening. And so all of a sudden he came down and stood by the Lord. Use your imagination. And in this place, there's Lucifer. He's looking over the shoulder of the Lord. And the Lord said, boys, watch this. And he reaches down to the dirt and pulls it up and begins to speak over the dirt. But more importantly, form this dirt. Now, this got Lucifer's attention. <laughs> and I believe as this is happening, he begins to form it. And now Lucifer is looking at God. He's looking at the dirt. And I believe as he's looking at the dirt, he says, wait a second. I'm not sure if I like where this is going. Yeah. I'm not sure I appreciate this at all. Mm -hmm. And God begins to form it and form it. And Lucifer steps back and says, wait a second. This reminds me of something. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of something as you're doing this. And I believe the Lord looked at him and looked back to his work and then stepped back, took a deep breath in and exhaled the pneuma of his existence, the breath of God yes. into the dirt. Yes. And when that happened, the dirt went and breathed in. Mm. And I believe it was in that moment. Heather, I think it was in that moment. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, in that moment, mm -hmm. Lucifer watched God breathe into dirt, his essence. And Lucifer said, this reminds me of something. It reminds me of you. 
of you. Now imagine that. Here's the angel, the cherub that covers this amazing angelic being, one of the archangels. He's in this position. He sees dirt suddenly elevated and created in God's image and likeness above himself. And I believe contempt, rage, malice came into the heart of Lucifer. And I believe he began to say to God, how dare you? Yeah, jealousy. I hate it. Jealousy. jealousy. I'll kill it. I'll kill it. I'll kill it. But here we see again in Corinthians, mm. Paul saying, do you not know yes. you will judge angels? Yes. And I believe it is our value that Lucifer hates Yes. because ladies and gentlemen, you are more valuable than the devil. You're more valuable than angels. You're more valuable than celestial beings and mm -hmm. all the things on this earth because Jesus paid the price for you. Lucifer knew that and rage filled his heart. That is why he wants to destroy you. That is why he wants to rip your life apart and those things. It's not because he's all powerful. It's because he is trying to manipulate his way in to corrupt your creative experience with God, where God has created you to be in his image and likeness. He wants that corrupted. He doesn't want you to know it. No, he, he wants you to think you're nothing, you're useless, and you're all these things. And I got to tell you today, that's not true. Yeah. God loves you so much. Yeah. And when you look at that, when you look at how Satan attacks or his demise, he always goes against the mind. Yeah. He always attacks your mind. So if he can keep you devalued in your mind, if he can keep you overly busy in life yes. where you're not putting a focus on your value or getting to know your value, if you're just doing uh, behavior modification or right. self helps, right. that there's no, the power is, doesn't lie within that. It, lies within your identity, but you have to know what your identity is. And if you have too much going on around you, that's muting it all out. You're not going to have a place to really draw from. That's right. So we encourage always, yeah. you got to get a hold of that mind. You, the identity part you just said is so vital yeah. because identity, when you know who you are in Jesus, oh, man. I'll tell you what, the devil is more afraid of somebody who knows who they are in Jesus right. than anybody. Cause he's got no power. No, he has he's no. a zero. Yeah. He's got nothing. That's right. But when we know who we are in Jesus, yeah. that settles it. Yeah. And we can dominate. We can dominate. Praise Absolutely. God. You know, maybe today, maybe you are saying, I need a touch from God. Mm -hmm. I don't know my identity. I'm trying to work it out. You know, let's just pray for everybody right now. Yeah. Somebody might be watching and saying that um, I've never heard anything like that before. When you begin to understand your value, that is when you begin to take your authority. Yeah. When you understand who you're, whose image you're made in, mm -hmm. legitimately, not just the nice nursery rhyme way, yes. but when you start understanding your value, mm -hmm. man, I'll tell you what, you'll begin to take over the world. Why don't you pray for him, Heather? Thank you, Jesus. Father, right now we come into an agreement and we come into the agreement that the covenant that we have with Jesus Christ crucified on the cross, that he paid it all, that we have full knowledge, wisdom and understanding. We have the gift called the word of God yes, that we can Lord. place a draw on and begin to understand our identity. Lord, I just speak over those who are listening within the sound of our voice, even right now, yes. that they have a hunger for the word of God, that they begin to have a hunger for an understanding of their value, yes. that they begin to understand and place a value on how they've been created. You have God breathed on the inside of you yes, right you now. Do. Come on. If you're a believer in Jesus and you've said yes to the almighty, if you've said yes to the 
Lord. You have the creator of the universe. You have that pneuma, as we talked about, breathed on the inside of you right now. So I say right now in Jesus' name, revelation power come forth. Come forth. That you begin to have a revelation of who Jesus is. And not only a revelation of who Jesus is, but a revelation of your, your relationship in Him. And now you're growing in maturity and having a revelation of now who you are oh, in Lord. Christ. <laughs> so I speak that over your mind yes. right now. I speak it into your heart and that it would begin to grow and grow strong in the power and the power and the understanding of Jesus right now. Right now. I thank you, Father, that minds are being changed right now. The minds are being changed that the, by the renewing of the mind, by the washing of the water of the word, beginning to renew your mind to the word of God, beginning to restore your heart right now. He says, I have come to heal the brokenhearted, that as your mind begins to be renewed to the word of God, as you begin to grow in confidence, as you begin to understand who you are, a believer in Jesus, yes, your that your, your identity grows and that you no longer shrink back. I, I resist fear right now concerning the things that belong to you. I resist fear over the, the assignments that the Lord has for you, that you would not shrink back, but you would move forward in the things of God that you're called to because your life is not your own and others need that confidence coming from you. They need the assurance. And as you get into the word of God and assuring your heart and being fully persuaded and who you are in Jesus, you cannot be held back. You it's won't true. be held back and you won't be contained by the, the little things of this fallen world. Yep, that's Thank right. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 1, verse mm -hmm. 12, it says, for as many as have received him, yes. to them he's made the right to become sons yes. and daughters of God. Yes. You know, you go from receiving him, yes. which is conversion, yes. to stepping beyond that, which you realize your identity, sons and daughters of yes. God. Jesus, no longer do I call you servants, but friends, but you can go beyond that to yes. family, family, sons and daughters of God. And I've got to tell you, God wants you to have that today. He wants you to know your value. Mm. He really does. He wants you to know your value at such a high level yes. that anything that this world throws at you, we realize Galatians chapter one, it, you, you realize that God has delivered us from this present evil age. Right. And when you stand up under that authority of Jesus Christ, you realize the devil's angry at you. He doesn't like you because really we all took his position yes. that he had in his mind set apart for himself. That's right. And we beat him. We beat him at his own game because of Jesus. Christ and his blood shed for you and I. It's so awesome, you guys. Hey, God wants to touch you today even more than you want to touch from him. He wants to impact you. He wants to take you forward. Man, I like this program. Oh, don't be bullied anymore. Do not be bullied in the little things and the thoughts that come against your mind. Don't allow it. Do not allow it to be bullied, but yeah. take up the word of God and become strengthened and know your identity. You as a believer in Jesus, you have a responsibility to the body of Christ and those who do not know the Lord yet. You have a responsibility to be confident in him. It's true. So that you don't shrink back and that you take every opportunity for those. You can pull them out of the very gates of hell and you can pull them out of bondage and you can pull them out of depression and you can pull them out of a dark place. You be the light. You be the light. You be the light. As a responsibility and a responsible believer, know your identity. Mm -hmm. Fall in love with Jesus. 
get in love with him and the things of this world grow strange. Yeah. And there may be somebody watching right now and you're saying, my goodness, I don't know my value. I don't know my identity. I'm trying to find out who I am, where I'm going. Maybe you're rejected by family. Maybe you've been rejected in life. You're trying to figure out who you are, where you're going, what it's about. I actually feel like somebody's watching this and you have been in some form of military. You're like a veteran. Mm. You've been in the veteran uh, field of military. In other words, you've served your time and now you're trying to find your purpose and you've made a lot of bad steps. You made a lot of challenging decisions. And I want to say to you, the Lord is saying to you clearly today, I know you, Mm. I love you, and I want you to come running to me. I'm not mad at you. Mm. I'm not, I hear the voice of the Lord saying, I'm not mad at you. Mm. I'm not mad at you. I want you to come running home to me Mm. and spend time with me in all that I've called you to do. I love you. You're made in my image and likeness and the devil hates you. And I love you with all my heart. Yeah. That's powerful. Jesus loves you and there's nothing you can do to change it. Yeah. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a really good program today. We've enjoyed doing this. I believe God is going to do some mighty things uh, through your life, through this program. And I've got to say, God's touching your life mightily right now. You know, if there's anything you're curious about or want to know, you have the contact information on the bottom of the screen. You can get a hold of us. Yes. Uh, if you're looking for prayer, you want more materials, check out the information on the bottom of the screen. We are so happy to be here for you. I know that uh, this program and all the people that are watching, I know your life will be greatly impacted by what's coming through this. So please please consider contacting the information on the bottom of your screen. We love you. We're praying for you and we're standing with you today. Remember this: Satan's angry at you and you have great life and great victory and great abundance that's flowing freely and praise God. I also want to say this too. We've got a lot of information and things coming up. Stay tuned to what God has for you and it's going to be a great time in Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for watching today and we're all out of time. So I'm Joseph Z. This is Heather Z. And God wants you to live abundantly. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. To order your copy of this teaching, visit our website, teradesministries.com, or call us at 719-600-3344. Hi, I'm Joseph Z. I'm here with my wife, Heather Z, and we really had a great time hosting today's edition of Abundant Life. I want to talk to you for a moment about this awesome ministry, this ministry that gives you such programming as Abundant Life or events, the Abundant Life events through Teradez Ministries. Ashley and Carly are dear friends of ours, and they've really stood with us to help us launch our TV ministry. And I've got to say to you, this is a quality ministry. Ashley and Carly have a global reach. They're reaching many different continents, putting offices in, many different staff. A lot of things are happening on a global scale. And right now their viewership reach is something to the level of about 250 million viewers. I personally am partnering with them because I want to see them go well beyond that. I've got to tell you, this ministry is impacting a generation. They're impacting a generation and they are a voice, not an echo in this season of media ministry. Teradez Ministries is launching many different platforms, many different people. They're discipling people and making strong believers. They're empowering believers by the word of God to fulfill their own destiny. And I've got to tell you today, if you're looking for a ministry to partner with, I know we have, and I've got to say to you, if you enjoy Abundant Life, the television program and the Abundant Life events, Ashley and Carly Teradez are some of the most fine ground you can partner in. We're doing it. I encourage you to do so and help us get the good news of Abundant Life TV program around the world. Help us get more conferences through Abundant Life 
life conferences all over the world. I've got to tell you the days we're living in are urgent and they demand action. And ministries like this bring action, they bring results, and they're driven by real raw spiritual horsepower. So I encourage you today, become a partner today. We are, we love these guys. This is an awesome ministry. And again, I'm Joseph and Heather Z, and we are so privileged to be with you today on Abundant Life TV here hosting for Ashley and Carly Teredes. God bless you as you consider partnering with this awesome ministry. Thank you. Their heart is for people to set people free with this abundant life. Had chronic pain in my shoulder. I can't sleep at night. I'm healed. I can hear better. Praise God. Yeah, Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Oh, Ashley and Carly, I think they're amazing. Um, you know, I think they have a great ministry. I think they're inspired. I think God's really working in their life. Through the many outreaches of Teradez Ministries, people are being saved, healed, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and are receiving financial miracles. Oh, it's wonderful. We're supporters. We started supporting them last year. And since we've done that, we have been so blessed. Our house is paid off. Our cars are paid off. We are debt free. Through the support of our partners, Teradez Ministries is able to share the gospel around the world, ministering in churches, conferences, and Bible colleges, produce uplifting and life-changing television programs, develop meaningful connections with people through our social media ministry and internet outreaches, create and distribute teaching resources, hold free conferences and events, provide support for pastors, ministers, and missionaries, Teradez Ministries is dedicated to empowering believers in the promises of God. Join Ashley and Carly in spreading the good news of abundance and freedom. Become a partner today.